0: Although English is the dominant language of Singapore, a local vernacular known as Singlish is widely spoken. But the Singaporean government has attempted to discourage its use.
1: Singlish is the local vernacular English. It's, uh, it's a mix of English with the dialects and uh, colloquialisms of the various races that make up Singapore. The different Chinese languages actually, dialects such as Hokkien, Teochew, Cantonese. We also have a lot of Malay terms and several terms from the Tamil, largely Tamil language as well. Uh, And they're all mixed in one wonderful mess. (laughs) And it's possibly Singapore's only unique cultural identifier.
0: English is seen by the Singaporean government as giving the Southeast Asian country a major economic advantage over its neighbours.
2: The government has always been concerned about, obviously, uh, people speaking good English because they do see it as an important part of what it means to be economically viable and well prepared. So they're always concerned when they, I think, uh, come across situations which might compromise the ability of people to learn good English.
1: What the government really wants is for everybody to be able to speak English and therefore close um, international deals with uh, English-speaking countries. And they think that Singapore being a small country, language may be one of our only advantages. It's not as if we have natural resources, uh, it's not as if we have a huge labour pool, but perhaps because we can speak English better than anybody else in the region, uh, more contracts might come to
3: us. You know, all the, I mean, this was, this was real unity, you know. This was Malay, Chinese, no entry, no entry, no entry shouting no entry all the way, you know. I don't know why, but they did. Shout. Yeah, no entry, no entry. It's, it's like, I don't know, The girl already in the room.
0: Yeah, Singlish has a number of distinctive features. It's
2: got a bunch of discourse particles. So, uh, la, me, ho, and uh, me is a particle that I think uh, is used to indicate skepticism. So one of my favorite examples is a television ad where for phone, and a young man is saying to, uh, to the camera that uh, he needs the phone because he needs to call his girlfriend. And his buddy next to him looks at him and says, you got girlfriend, meh? Indicating, I don't believe you actually have a girlfriend.
1: Why do you want to know this <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, sir. just like when <laughs> <laughs> Kaka oh, no, goes I'm... to sleep.
0: Kaka goes to sleep, I must find something to
2: do. <laughs> the other one would be yeah. reduplication. Um, of, let's say, verbs, cough, I cough, cough a bit, or I cough, cough, cough a lot. So double and triple reduplication. Uh, reduplication of uh, adjectives to intensify the meaning. Uh, I like hot, hot curries.
0: Singlish is not one fixed language. It varies depending on who you are speaking to. It can be more language-specific even though the base is English. If
3: I were to speak to another Malay person uh, about a recent event, there'll be a lot more Malay words, some of which uh, some of my Chinese friends will understand and some more complex ones, they might not. Uh, and the same goes when I speak uh, Singlish to a Chinese person, a Chinese friend, um, I may use a lot more Hokkien words, which uh, some of the, uh, my other Malay friends may or may not understand. So it really depends on the intensity and, uh, of, of, the, of the conversation. And that's why it's very exciting because um, you can take it to it at great length uh, uh, to, to, to see how uh, it, it, will, it will evolve along the way, because we, can't, we, we will also try to establish, between the two of us we are talking, how many of the phrases of, of other languages that I can use to melt into this topic that we can both understand. So sometimes you might just talk, what, what were you talking about? What did you say? You know, we just talk
0: each other and just learn along the way. Most young people are used to switching between standard English in a formal setting, like a school or workplace, and Singlish when chatting informally with friends and family.
1: It's like a habit. It comes automatically when you start speaking a sentence. Yeah, especially when you're with your friends, you know. It's inbred into us. So it's like when I ask my friends to go and eat, they say, hey, come, let's go makan. They say, come, let's go eat.
3: Well, I, I think it's good. I use it all the time, <laughs> every day. <laughs> so I think it's good. Many a time, as a Singaporean, you question Uh, your identity as Singaporean because our society is essentially a melting pot of different different cultures and sometimes it becomes difficult to understand what it truly means to be Singaporean and I guess part, not all of it, but part of what it means to be Singaporean is having our own uh, unique form of colloquialism.
4: There's always this debate, it's either good or bad and I'm sorry to say that I actually do think it gives Singaporeans quite a bit of character when you use it it's a lot of fun it really is it's so much of our everyday lingo that it's you cannot completely remove it because it's so much part of our culture we are singaporeans and
0: we speak singlish simple as that but not everyone is so enthusiastic about singlish
2: i don't find singlish particularly attractive frankly speaking uh, for me it's simply a sociolinguistically natural inevitable phenomenon singlish is simply a colloquial variety that arises when you have English in a new context, as in anywhere else. Uh, I'm not particularly fond of Singlish, but I'm not particularly against it.
0: Although many fluent English speakers code switch between English and Singlish, there are some Singlish speakers who struggle with standard English.
2: So you've got, I think, a very interesting situation where the label is being used sometimes for what is clearly ungrammatical, broken English, and sometimes for what is also informal, colloquial English. And granted, the, the boundaries between the two aren't always clear, but people use the labels as though uh, it's quite simple and unproblematic to simply refer to these two different things. But they are, sociolinguistically, they're very different. Because in the first case, you're looking at people who are using whatever English they can uh, because they don't really have much of a control over the standard. And in the second case, you're looking at people who are using uh, a very informal variety because they have a control over standard and they are switching into something quite deliberate and consciously.
3: Because there's no-sleep there's the Sibay oh my God, what am I going to do kind of Siong? What, what, what oh, song? everything.
1: She's one everything? Pao Kaleo package of total anxieties.
0: Yeah. In the 1990s, Imran Jori was a scriptwriter on a popular local sitcom whose lead character spoke in Singlish. It was into its third season and um,
3: the the writing team was great.
0: We had a great uh,
3: executive producer and we were all really into exploring various ideas, various story arcs, various kinds of character development for this homegrown character who uh, uh, is actually a contractor who is a uh, Hokkien Abeng, which is, well, his, his, his dialect is his Hokkien, and he's, he's not really proficient in standard English, so he communicates in the best way that he can, which is through uh, a, a lingo and, and through Singlish, basically. But it wasn't a hardcore Singlish that you'd listen on the streets or among uh, general locals. It was just Singlish enough in his intonation to project that local flavour.
2: When the sitcom became popular, because of the main character, and partly maybe because of his use of Singlish, uh, the government started getting concerned that this popularity was encouraging people to think of bad English in their view as legitimate and potentially compromising their ability to learn good standard English. And after a couple of uh, years of expressing these kinds of concerns about Kang, they decided that it was time to start uh, Speak Good English movement.
4: The Speak Good English movement started about eleven years ago and it was really to make sure that the standard English didn't fall. Um, it's important because it is a key advantage of Singapore and uh, together with the, the Ministry of Education, working with the schools, we work to ensure that the language standard is maintained. We help those from the very young to the older folks, to unionists and taxi drivers and whoever feels that they need to improve their English, we are we are here to give assistance.
1: The government's approach really is an example of what they call the the road, you know, how the road to hell is paved with good intentions. They are under the impression that the merest exposure to bad grammar or unorthodox grammar will suddenly lead the entire nation, you know, to, to speak a kind of pigeon and, and therefore, uh, you know, generations of commerce will be lost uh, and, and we will just wither and die. Mm. <laughs> so I think, I think they're completely misguided and you know, it, it's a hysterical and paranoid response and very, very unfortunate.
4: A phenomenon that has prompted this debate is that Singaporeans simply don't know mm. how to go back into standard Mandarin or standard English and it's created a lot of problems for them when they take, for example, international exams like the O-Levels or the A-Levels because these Cambridge examiners see odd Singaporean colloquialisms (laughs) creeping into essays and compositions. I think it's good that they promote um, the Speak Good English movement because I think it's um, very important, especially like in a globalised world today where we go overseas very often and we have educational exchange programmes, immersion programmes in um, foreign countries whereby we use English to
0: communicate with other people, but um, I feel that Singlish should also be promoted because it's our cultural identity, it's who we are. The government's attempt to discourage Singlish failed. Colin Go was one of those who campaigned for Singlish and published a popular Singlish dictionary. I do think
1: the government uh, was unprepared um, for the level of passion and um, affection people actually had for Singlish. They assumed everybody thought of it as, as pigeon and you know, would be happy to get rid of it. They didn't realise that many, many Singaporeans speak it because it's fun and not because we don't like to speak it. It's, a, it's a, the way we greet each other in default. It's, it's our informal language. Um, and that filtered back. There, there was pushback. There were people writing about the newspapers, there were people defending it. Nobody expected people to defend English. The government, I think, has
2: moderated its stance a little. I spent about six years from 2000 to 2006 serving on the committee and explaining as far as possible why, some, why uh, it's important to promote good English but why it's also important to recognise that Good English and Singlish are not necessarily mutually exclusive. And I think over time, uh, it's sort of sunk in, not just because of me obviously, but I think also partly because they realised that it is really difficult to promote Good English if you're equating that with the elimination of Singlish. So I think if you look at the Speak Good English movement rhetoric in recent years, Singlish becomes less of a concern, less prominent. Uh, it appears less so on their websites and their speeches. So they are still, I think, uh, focusing on speaking good English, which they should have done so all along. But I think they are now being, they are now more appreciative of the fact that there is no need to try to equate that with getting rid of Singlish.
4: You can't force someone to learn if they don't want to. So um, we are not the speak good English police we're just here to help those who do want to learn so we of course want to encourage those uh, who need to improve their English by making them aware that they need to do so to show them some benefits and to be available to point them to the right direction if they want some help
0: the Singaporean government has had to accept that Singlish is here to stay I think English is going
1: to Enter a very interesting phase. Uh, I think as it gets wider, um, it gets used by more and more people in uh, more and more countries. Um, People naturally begin to play with English, as the Japanese have done, Uh, and as China, I'm sure, will do as well. Um, English is very amenable to wordplay, which is one of its great assets but it will also lead to people playing with that in their own language. You, you're going to see a lot more, uh, you're going to see the rise of Chinglish, you're going to see the rise of Spanglish, you're going to see the rise of many, many vernacular Englishes. Uh, that's, that's the way forward I see. Um, and everybody will sort of agree on a sort of standard thing that is used in conferences and, and, on t- and on news programs. But I think more and more people will play with English. And I think that's a good thing. It's a, it's a fun thing. It's, English has always evolved and this is just the next step in its evolution.